You're listening to Castle Rock First United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Castle Rock FUMC, you can go online at fumccr.org. Thank you, and have a good day. We're in the uh, third week of our sermon series looking at um, those table talk questions that we uh, may face or tend to ask around the table. Uh, This week, the question is, does God answer my prayers? And as I think about that, um, I think about that scripture, or I think about the scripture I'm going to read to you, but also I think about that question, and uh, the real answer is yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, to me, that's, does God answer my prayers? Yes. Uh, does he answer my prayers all the time? Not necessarily. Does God answer the prayers, my prayers in the way that I want? Not all the time. I'm still haven't won the lottery yet. Still not playing second base for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, and, and you know what's really sad about that is I could actually probably play for them this year. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I still can't dunk a basketball. Um, you know, I, I don't have a sports car. But you think about that. You think about prayer. And it's about our attitude that we come to God. And, and then how God responds uh, is in the way that God needs uh, to further the kingdom. That's the simple answer. The sermon answer is this. If you turn with me to John 15, verse 7, uh, listen to these words. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want and it will be done for you. I'll read that again. If you remain in me, And my words remain in you. Ask for whatever you want, and it will be done for you. This is the scripture of faith for the people of faith. Thanks be to God. Amen. So, um, you know, I shared with you some things that really are what I call vending machine prayers. You know, those things that we know may not really happen or may not be something that are like really important but yet are that we still lift them up to God I'm not gonna lie I I remember praying to play baseball for the St. Louis Cardinals I still wouldn't mind if that prayer got answered in all honesty Uh, but you know I I think of this Adam Hamilton in his book why and I shared that book with you last week Uh, the name of the book is why making sense out of God's will It's, it's it's probably out of all my favorite Adam Hamilton books that's number one because uh, he addresses all these issues. But in, the, in this chapter that he wrote on Does God Answer My Prayers, he says this, God is not a divine vending machine. We slip in a prayer and out pops a miracle. Thinking about that and thinking about you know, these words that Jesus uh, shares with us in John 15, we, I love how Jesus says, if you remain in me, And my words remain in you. And and when we come to God in prayer, I think sometimes uh, maybe we don't know how to pray or don't know what to say. Or or maybe we're a little timid of asking God for these big things. Or even asking God for just a little thing. I I think sometimes we get a little timid of that. And, And you know, in all honesty, God wants to hear those prayers. God wants to. God wants us to. God wants us to have dialogue with Him. And what a better way to have dialogue with God than to go to God in prayer. And it can be as simple as how you're feeling. Hey, God, I'm just checking in today. Uh, it's a good day. It's a beautiful day. Uh, but I'm a little tired. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think sometimes we, we, 
we fall into that trap of the way we should pray. Like we have this image of like you've got to get on your knees and you've got to put your hands together and you've got to, you know, you've got to have this big, long, theological, deep conversation with God. When in reality, God just wants to hear what's going on. And how those prayers get answered are, are, are vary. And, and I know for me, um, I definitely have a few times where prayers have been answered in unique and special ways. And, and in some ways, not in the way that I was hoping for or desired, but in the way that definitely furthered me uh, and who I uh, story comes into mind. Uh, I was a teenager and we were going, uh, it was my senior year and, and my youth director at the time wanted to take us to the Methodist University in Oklahoma City. And so we went to Oklahoma City University and on our way there we were a little bit close, we were about an hour, about an hour and change outside of Oklahoma City and smoke started coming out of the, the, the van. Out of the out of the out of the exhaust and everything. You could, the van started smoking up and, and the transmission just went kaput. And here we are on the side of the road with, with a group of about 10 youth and, and two adults as, as we, you know, the whole day. We had a whole day planned. We were going to go to Oklahoma City University. We were going to go to um, the Science Museum in Oklahoma City. We were going to go to the mall. And, and, you know, when you're from a small town, like going to the mall was actually the highlight of all the three of those things. But I'll never forget, we broke down on the side of the road and... and, and and all I could think of is just like, man, what a day. Like, this is not the day that we imagined. Uh, this is the day, but this is before youth, all the youth had cell phones. I don't think any of the youth had cell phones. None of us had cell phones. I think only the one adult had a cell phone. Called the church. It was going to take about two and a half hours to get, to get the other bus to us. And there's not much we could do. And so we're kind of stuck for a little bit. But I'll never forget the, the young man that prayed. He was a sixth grader. He was a sixth grade boy. And uh, he prayed this prayer. Lord, just get us to Oklahoma City. That was his prayer. Lord, just get us to Oklahoma City. And you know what happened? A, a Baptist minister from Stroud, Oklahoma, whose truck happened to be totaled in a wreck, who, dis, who needed to make a hospital visit, had taken the church van to go to Oklahoma City to make a hospital visit, pulls up beside us. You want to talk about an answer to prayer? Now, I know that probably the pastor didn't necessarily feel that way when he's having... I have had to drive a church van just to make hospital visits, and that can be a little bit frustrating because you're driving this big vehicle to go do a really easy thing where a small vehicle can... I know what, he, what that pastor was thinking. But I also know that the pastor saw an opportunity to be an answer to prayer. And so he showed up and invited us to... He'd take us to wherever we need to go, within reason. <laughs> uh, and he took us to Oklahoma City University, and we still had a great experience. And I think when we think about being an answer to prayer, does God answer my prayers? I think sometimes God uses us to be the answer to prayers, maybe for someone else, and we don't even realize it. I think sometimes that when we open ourselves up to be, uh, to be that, when we uh, be attentive to what's going on around us and how the Spirit is working on us and through us, it can shape and change us. I, I know there have been times where I, I've had those feelings of, of that I know I'm being the answer to someone's prayer. I can even think last or two weeks ago when we were on the mission trip and we were uh, working in the, uh, the, the pantry. Uh, when we were handing out food items and clothing uh, to those that needed food, food and clothing. This is told several times we're an answer to prayer. I could see it on the man's face that you could tell he'd just gotten out of the hospital because he still had, not only did he have the smock on, he still had the sensors all over his, 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 his chest. 
I could see as he took off that shirt and put on the new shirt that he had that we were in answer to prayer. And, and so I, I, I want to encourage us not to sell ourselves short and, and, and that prayer is something that we practice all the time. You know, Paul reminds us that pray without ceasing. That means we should always be in an attitude of prayer. It means that we should always be open to where God is leading us and, and challenging us. In Philip Yancey's book on prayer, he, he tells this. He tells of a time when a doctoral student at Princeton asked Albert Einstein, what's there left in the world to do for an original dissertation research? Einstein responded, find out about prayer. Somebody must find out about prayer. And what a better way to find out about it than to practice it, right? Like, and, and I want to encourage you and challenge you that, that prayer is, is, it can be very simple. I know the reason why my family loves me to pray versus some of our other, uh, I've got a couple other family members that are, are uh, pastors and other things. Uh, I, I know they ask me to pray because they know I'm going to be short. Because I'm going to be honest with you, when we're gathering to eat, all we're there is to bless the food. We don't need to say anything else. Let's bless the food, best the fellowship, and let's eat. I think sometimes we complicate prayer. I think sometimes we complicate it so much that we, that we become timid and we don't want to pray. We don't want to lay what's really on our hearts to God. And sometimes we can find ourselves um, selling ourselves short on how the power of prayer can change the world. I believe in the power of the prayer. I've seen prayers in action. I've seen people be healed because people were praying for them. I've seen, uh, I've seen just miraculous things overcome uh, because of prayer. I've also not had prayers answered. And I have to be honest with you, sometimes those unanswered prayers are, are blessings in disguise. And sometimes prayers were answered not in the way that we anticipated or hoped for. I'll never forget when uh, my mom's last three months of her life and uh, my sister was talking with a, a friend about my mom and praying for my mom. And, and, and these harsh words are, are sometimes can be difficult when we talk about prayer. The person said, well, if you just pray hard enough, your mom will be healed and be made well. I hold on to miracles. I'm not going to lie. I believe in miracles. I've seen God's miracle at work. I'm a miracle in its own right. But I also knew where my mom's trajectory was and that her goal, my prayer for her, was that my mom was no longer in pain and that my mom could be herself and not be gripped by Alzheimer's and cancer. So I want to challenge you this week to, to be open to pray. And not to be afraid to pray for other people and themselves. Like, I know for me, like, I, I, I pray a lot. And, and I pray so much that sometimes that uh, I'm attuned to the Spirit. And last night, I'm not going to lie, last night I was attuned to the Spirit. And I say this because, like, that's all I can reconcile this with. Is that last night, about roughly around 12 o'clock, 12.30 or so, uh, I just felt really at unrest. And I just felt really just, like, ten like, my body was just really tense. And so I rolled over and, you know, turned on my phone to see what time it was and saw the time and then saw that my phone had blown up. And what it was is that my uh, siblings, my two younger sisters, were texting each other back and forth in our family group text about, is, are you okay? Uh, tornadoes were rolling through the area and, and severe storms were rolling through the area at night. And, and, 
And to me, that's where I prayed. I just said, I hope nobody is harmed. Dear Lord, just be with those people. And uh, as far as I know, my sister and, and most are doing well. I know there's storm damage. There's always storm damage in Oklahoma. It's kind of the norm. But what I can say this is that I just stopped and prayed because that's all I knew I could do. And sometimes that's all we can do for someone who's going through a difficult time is just stop and pray for them. Does it mean that the prayer is going to be answered? I don't know. But I'd rather err on the side of caution and err on the side of going to God and laying it before God and say, God, here it is. <laughs> it's yours. May your will be done. I've also found myself in, in, in situations and struggles where I didn't know what to pray. <laughs> and so we're leaning into the Lord's prayer comes in handy. Or just being blunt. <laughs> Dear God, I don't know what to say today. <laughs> you know what's going on. <laughs> But I need you. I need you. It also doesn't mean we can't be a, the prayer, a response for people in prayer. I can't tell you the number of times that people have felt that urge to help me, and they didn't even know. But they listened to the Spirit, and it made a difference on my life. And so I challenge you this week to pray. Don't be afraid whether or not God is answering your prayer. Just know this, that God is hearing your prayer. And to me, that's all that matters. The outcome is what it is, what it is, because we gave it to God. And may God's will be done. And so this week, don't be afraid to pray. Don't be afraid to pray for your friends, your family, and even your enemies. Because when we pray, we lean in to being in closer to God in ways that we never could imagine. So don't be afraid to pray this week.